It's it's only going near my ball sack. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, and everybody in between, welcome back to another episode of Bands, Beers, and Buzzwords. Um, tonight we have a very special guest, and I know I say that uh, every week, but tonight I really mean it. We have uh, the one and only Mr. Bob Zaney. Bob, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing great, John. It's all, it's a, what an honor to be on your podcast that people actually listen to. Yeah, I mean, I, I think we have about, uh, well, combined with Andrew's podcast, we're pushing 500 listeners, so we're we're doing all right. We were recently ranked number 123 in the UK uh, in the music history charts, so that's, well, that's something. Cool. <laughs> yeah, so uh, greetings to everybody across the pond, I guess. And I'm uh, 9% Britain, according to Ancestry uh, DNA, so I'm 9% Brinton. There you go. And I'm, well, hey. and I'm, uh, let's see here, 21% Irish. And the rest pretty much is West European, but I am 8% Iberian Peninsula. Have you thought about going there with the podcast? Oh, you know, that's actually a, uh, a great idea. I'll have to find some. Do you have any connections over there in Spain? Yeah, I do. I, uh, bueno. Hola. <laughs> there you go. Montequilla. Montequilla. Hundalay. <laughs> there you go. Well, I think that's up, enough. You grew up in California. You can speak the Spanish. Exactly. I, I think that's enough to get us started. I'm, I'm sure the Spanish over there is probably pretty similar to the stuff here, right? No, it's the Queen Spanish over there. Oh, the Queen Spanish. Yeah, Queen Isabella. She, she had a very sp- particular way she spoke to the peasants. Oh, I see. Okay, I guess not much has changed then. No. <laughs> Well, uh, Bob, let's 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 get into it here. What uh, what album did you pick first of all? Well, Super Tramp, Breakfast in America is from the senior year of my high school, West Covina High, seventy eight, seventy nine, graduating seventy nine, obviously. And uh, in one of the songs, they actually say Zanical. And really, Bob Zaney, that probably is why I'm so offended. And the name Super Tramp, since that was my mom's nickname. <laughs> well uh i guess the second time not much has changed i've I've heard that one a couple times just kidding um <laughs> That's okay. uh, um so uh so bob uh in case the viewers haven't already picked up you're a comedian right well i always say i am when i get laughs but if not i'm a lecturer but it is what it is okay i've been doing this since 1977 when i was 15 i was on the gong show with chuck barris to this day, and I'm proud to announce on my dry bar comedy special, which is entitled, uh, I think I handled that well, they've rebranded it onto YouTube as the most sarcastic comedian, which I don't see. But anyway, um, I, uh, I'm i at 1.4 million views on that right now. Well, make it 
1.4 million plus one because I actually watched that earlier today and it was absolutely hilarious. I was dying. That was genuinely a, a hilarious uh, set. I was I was really impressed. I loved it. It only took me 44 years to get there. Thank you, John. <laughs> but you well, know, it's interesting. Uh, I got it on Instagram. I'm Zany Bob on Instagram. I think you could find this comment. Some guy in Australia, you know, was complimentary like you. And I, I don't know how far can we go on what we can say language wise on the on the show. Oh, you you can say anything you want. Well, he said that I, he said how much he enjoyed the special. That I'm a funny cunt. And then he had the qualifiers in my country. That's a compliment. <laughs> nice. So, well, I, I mean, I, I guess that transfers. The Australians are probably roughly nine percent British at this point, right? <laughs> well, yeah. Well, they're all they all you know they're all part of the colonization of the world, you know. And, and as the school teachers tell the kids today, they live on stolen land. And I always kind of like to say, can you name a country that isn't? Because the, uh, Neanderthals, the Neanderthals were before us, and we wiped them out. That's right. I, I was going to say Antarctica, but I think we've already uh, built a couple bases down there, probably moved some of the, uh, the penguins out. Look, everybody's got blood on their hands, John. That's why I love Super Tramp and Breakfast in America, because it's, it's whimsical. That's right. You know, I, I love that. I, I think you're right. I, I think at one point during your uh, dry bar set, you made the comment like, hey, if we're not laughing, we're crying. And uh, if we don't I laugh, think... we'll cry. And it's so yeah. true. And, you know, being a comedian, it's hard because I, I am. a. I think most comedians are pretty serious people. So our job is to find the funny. But if you don't see the serious, you can't find the funny. Right. I always say yeah. if, if you don't know the difference between the word ignorant and stupid, you're probably stupid. <laughs> I'm going to have to remember that one. That's pretty yeah, good. I have a lot of them like that. They're thinkables. I call them thinkables where I come from. That's good. And I was, I was going to say your set had a lot of jokes like that, where it, it takes you a split second to say, oh, that's what it, okay, I get it now. They are thinkable. They're clever jokes. And it's, it's great that you have them packaged, even as just little kind of one-liners, but they still make you think just for a second, oh, that's what he means. It's good stuff, man. I really like well, it. I appreciate that. You know, uh, there's there's jokes that just kill, and they're big laughs, and then people forget them. And then there's jokes that people will remember that get, like, maybe half the audience laughing because the other half are going, oh, that's a good joke. You mm -hmm. know, and I, an example is a joke that I did on the Rodney Dangerfield HBO special, which Rodney loved the joke. It, it was that Bob Zenny's not my real name. My real name is Big Dick McGee. And... <laughs> He loved it. I'll never forget the first time I showcased for him. And we were walking from the Riviera Hotel to the El Morocco on the strip where he parked his car to save money on valet. And he said, Big Dick McGee, man, that's funny. Okay. It's funny. <laughs> and uh, anyway, the point is, it's like it never really killed, but people remember it. In fact, I had a couple come up to me after a show once and they said, You know, we were at a bar when we met and we introduced each other, and then in unison, we said, our real name is Big Dick McGee, <laughs> the man and woman, and they got married. Hey, that's awesome. awesome. That's awesome. Well, congratulations to them, and congratulations to you. That's an honor. Yeah. Well, I got to uh, stop you real quick. Uh, mention a famous comedian. 
is uh, your first buzzword of the night. So uh, I'll intro the game here real quick. Um, basically, the way it works is I have this uh, bingo card, essentially, of 20 buzzwords. These are uh, words, phrases, tropes. I have uh, tailored them specifically to this album and to you. Um, and if you say them, uh, normally it's a drink. But tonight, a little different. Uh, you have chosen not to drink tonight, which is totally cool. I've been looking for a way to get people on the program who might be reluctant to drink. So uh, I hope you got your cigar with you. Maybe you'll take a big puff of that each time. <laughs> yeah. And because it's not visual, I can act. There you go. You can just make a huge sipping noise. Yeah, I'll, and we'll all I'll pretend. put on some CBD bomb on me every time you say something. Oh, there you go. You're going to be feeling great. You, baby. <laughs> well hey uh i'm gonna cut here uh in post i'll add this in i'm gonna cut and tell the listeners at home the buzzwords for this week so that they can uh open a beverage or a tincture of their choice and uh, play along with us so we'll cut now today's buzzwords are mention a famous comedian use an onomatopoeia mention a specific type of keyboard make a reference to uh you know what, folks? Just hold on to your hats. This one's a wild ride. Uh, cool. So those are the buzzwords for the week. Um, once again, I'm going to be trying to bait Bob into saying these. And every time he does, um, he will be uh, putting on CBD oil, taking a puff of the cigar, whatever he wants to do. And you at home can do the same. Um, so why don't you remind us one more time uh, what album we're talking about today? This is Breakfast in America by Supertramp. It's from my high school senior year. And uh, never saw them in concert, but uh, it's a great album cover. It's a waitress, I think, with the Statue of Liberty in the background. And, uh, you know, it's the English loving America. Yeah, it's interesting. Huh? I, I, I kind of read in, in yeah, I just read the Wikipedia for this album. And it was funny. There was uh, some slight like controversy when this album came out that, uh, uh, you know, some American listeners were saying that the British were lampooning american culture and and i think that uh uh mr uh, davies and hodgson both came out and were like you know one of the few times they were able to agree on something they both came out and said no 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 no. it's supposed to be like a fun kind of like you said bob whimsical album it's not lampooning america it's supposed to be fun it's supposed to be nice it just you know some of the songs happen to be about america right and if they were asked that question now they say of course it is because they want to be yeah woke. <laughs> we want to be woke okay that's right. Yeah, they have to uh, retrospectively change the meaning of the album to make it well, fit. You the have new... to hate America now if you want to be woke. That's right. Go ahead. Let's let's do your thing, baby. Okay, man. <laughs> let's do it. So, Bob, what what made you pick this album? Aside from just being a great album, uh, is there anything else? Uh, any kind of sentimental reasons or anything that go along with that too? Well, it's interesting. I was at Walmart today, and again, I'll probably name drop throughout this podcast. And oh, I actually it. heard a song from this album, so that's why. Nice. Well, that it works, was, and it, it it's my Walmart experiences that change things. You know what I love about Walmart, John? What? They have so many choices, and people buy weird things together. I'm standing in line. The woman in front of me is buying a 12-pack of beer and a stroller. <laughs> well, she needs something to carry the beer with. Yeah, the guy <laughs> behind me, early pregnancy test and uh, ammo. <laughs> Another guy was buying a box of condoms and a magnifying glass. 
Oh my! <laughs> I saw so the place with my peanut butter and tampons because I'm, <laughs> I'm allergic to nuts, and I wasn't on my period. <laughs> that's just that's so good you know. Stuff, I didn't to do that routine. <laughs> yeah, we're, well, I'm I'm getting some bang for my buck here. It sounds like <laughs> you're actually I have a, a, a actually a classically trained comedian here on your podcast who's done over a thousand national TV shows, worked with Jerry Lewis, George Burns, Steve Martin, Rodney Dangerfield, Ed McMahon, you name it, I've done it. And now I'm bringing all that to your little podcast. And I say little because I can't say poquito. <laughs> Espanol, yeah, well, mi yeah, well, we're not in Spain yet. Maybe once we're there, we can say poquito. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, when did you first hear this album? You said like senior year of high school? Yeah. I was driving in my parents' car. It was a Ford uh, station wagon, uh, 1969. And I was coming back from Pudding Stone Lake after going cliff diving with the gang, including this guy named John Paglisotti. That's right. And for the and viewers, that's not track. because... I was I was going to say for the viewers that's not because I have access to a time machine at least not yet. Um yeah. that's my dad. That that would be John Paglisotti senior. So yeah, that's uh that's are we the, allowed uh, the to connection. Mention him or are you guys fighting again? No, we're we're not fighting at the moment. At least not that I know of. Why has he said something? Well, <laughs> it's really not in your business. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, that's I know your cool. mom. I know Debbie. Come on. We went to high school together. This is weird stuff. Yeah. You weren't planned, John. That's why I'm doing this podcast. You were not planned. <laughs> well, that's, uh, that, that'll maybe be our uh, music news for this episode, because that's news to me. <laughs> I have the songs written down here. Oh, okay. And we'll just go through them. Yeah, we'll just go through them here, and uh, if you'd like to go song by song, we can talk about each one, or if you'd like to just pick your top three, top couple you'd I, like I to talk about. I want you to throw them out at me, and then I'll, I'll tell you what I think, okay? Perfect. Let's do it. Uh, so song number one, uh, Gone Hollywood. Uh, what do you think of that one? Well, I, the, I end up going Hollywood in a sense from going from West Covina to moving to Studio City and becoming a messenger in Hollywood. So I kind of like that. Yeah, it's pretty good, right? It's it's a it's a neat song. It seems to be all about, yeah, I mean, going to Hollywood with the plans of making it big. And it kind of goes into like the dark side of Hollywood and showbiz, but then it ends up all right in the end, right? Well, it has to because it's still breakfast in America. That's right. You know, originally right. the working title of this album was Brunch in Manhattan, and then they decided they didn't <laughs> want to just be that specific. Yeah, Steely Dan had already taken that album name. Steely, after Steely Dan came out with Hey 19, they they lost their creative juice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those guys were, uh, you could say they were lost in the sauce at that point. <laughs> you blame them. Come on. No, that that by that point, Steely Dan had become essentially characters in a Steely Dan song, right? 
<laughs> well, it happens. You know, I, I've been fortunate enough. I've opened up for a few uh, bands myself in my career. I opened up for the Oak Ridge Boys and uh, the Turtles. And my big one, the one I read, Air Supply, which is in the oh, Steely yeah. Dan area, right? Yeah. But I oh, opened yeah. up for America. And uh, I saw them in high school probably seven times at the Universal Amphitheater, at the Greek. So it was a really cool thing that, I, you know, I have uh, information on that, a flyer uh, and a, a, an ad saying America with special guest star Bob Zaney. So that was kind of a cool thing. Well, that's incredible. That's really cool. Dang, man. That's, uh, and, I mean, I that's have, a... and I had them autograph my eight tracks and they they autographed them to Big Dick McGee. <laughs> I guess they liked the joke. <laughs> it sounds like it. I like the joke. That's awesome. <laughs> well, hey, um, let, let's jump into the next one. The next one, uh, I put a star by it. This is one of my favorite songs on the record, personally, uh, The Logical Song. What do you think of The Logical Song? Well, that's the song that I believe has Zanical in it. Really? Okay. Z-N-I-C-A-L, I believe, Zanical. It snuck in. It's not It's not one of those repeat words, I don't believe. But, uh, you know, it's the logical song, and I think it, it it paved the way for Sheryl Crow. Really? How so? No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> I don't That's believe right. in voter ID because I don't want to go back to Sheryl Crow laws. <laughs> Sheryl Crow laws. I'm sure she would love that one. <laughs> well, it's ironic. Yeah, that's pretty good. I'm going to say, Bob, uh, recite lyrics is one of the buzzwords. So that is another uh, slap of the CBD oil. Uh, well, let me just go ahead and that. It's, it's only going near my ball sack. <laughs> yeah, you, you can't get it on there. That's when the problem is. No, no, I, that's not the area I need to numb. <laughs> nice. Well, that, that is, now, of the 500 listeners, is your mom one of them? Uh, you know, <laughs> for this episode, probably. <laughs> hey, Debbie. I think hey, you know, I have a documentary called Close But No Cigar. And in high school, I took Super 8 film of, uh, we called it nutrition in between classes. And I believe that your mom and John are both in it. Plus oh, your, wow. Yeah, plus your dad was uh, an investor in it, and he's still waiting for his money back. Good luck on that. <laughs> Well, I mean, I, I, well, I, I'm not, <laughs> I was going to say that's I got a feeling first. that the documentary is going to be one of those things that take off real soon, just because it's like it needed to marinate and ferment. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. No, I if can on see Amazon, it. You can find it. I, I don't even have a copy. That's how rare it is. Oh, wow. So it's like a collectible. Well, everything's a collectible in my career. <laughs> Bob, if I if I can find a copy, would you sign it from Big Dick McGee? Yes, I would. Did you have did you ever see Close But No Cigar? No, I haven't seen that one. No. That was it was like 10 years ago, so maybe your dad was trying to shield you back then. <laughs> maybe. I'll I'll have to check that out though. I I watched your dry bar performance and uh I did see you. I didn't know it was you at the time, but I did see you in Joe Dirt as well. Yeah, I played man number one for the folks listening, and uh, but everybody who saw the performance thought it was number two. 
Well, my my I pushed Joe into a janitorial cart at the radio station. And here's the weird thing. You know, I've done over 50,000 radio appearances. I was on KLOS radio, too, in the early 80s as a DJ. But I played a radio executive, which was kind of a cool turnabout, you know? Yeah, that's pretty cool. And then little, on Roseanne, the I, I delivered her baby in the Halloween episode, Jerry Garcia Connor. So I can actually say, John, <laughs> that I played a doctor on TV. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> and in the documentary, in Galesburg, Illinois, they have the Bob Zaney parade. It rained. It rained <laughs> on my parade. No way. Yes, you can't write that. No, that's that's something that could only happen in real life. It just you know? happens. It just happens to me, John. It just happens to me, man. Okay. <laughs> that's all right. Well, you know, hopefully today is a spot of sun. Hopefully we're not raining on your parade today. Hopefully no, not at all. And again, I, I don't, don't make this all about you. <laughs> well, let's uh, let's jump into the next one here. Um, oh, one little fun fact I found about the logical song. Uh, you probably noticed there are some, you know, sound effects and things happening in the background. Really interesting one. Um, I found online that some of those sound effects are from like a Mattel, uh, like football game, like some kind of early video game. And they sampled songs from that and put it in the logical song. Yes, kind of I, I, I heard that fun fact. And also the drummer had really bad gas. <laughs> they they snuck a mic in back there behind well, him. Of course they had to. <laughs> Nice. You saw Spinal Tap. You don't know when they're going to die. That's right. They got to get as many uh, notes out of him as possible. You don't know when he's going to spontaneously combust or die in a you gardening accident. Well, the next song is uh, Goodbye Stranger. I mean, this is one uh, This is one I could totally see being played in the Walmart or anywhere. I mean, I'm sure I heard this song on the radio somewhere long before I even knew about super tramp, you know, like this one is a, is an all time classic. What do you think about goodbye stranger? I think it's a great song and I love the new updated version. Goodbye stranger danger. And it's directed <laughs> towards the kids. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> super, super tramp needed a, a new paycheck. So they did like childhood educational songs, right? <laughs> right. It's that. And the fact that it, depending on the color of their skin, they were an oppressor. And then yeah, goodbye, stranger go. danger. It's a wonderful, I think what the guys did is super tramp. And again, I wish I knew their names, but it's better that I, I know the name of the group. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it, it, it'd be a little weird if you knew all the names of the members and then not the name of the group, right? I hear that uh, actually some of the uh, uh, Frankie Avalon, mm -hmm. some, of his, <laughs> some of his guys actually remember the group for a while. They just go in and out, and it's okay. No one knows. I, I believe uh, Van Halen, doesn't, don't they have, like, the kid now? And that's Wolf right. Wolf, Wolf Van Halen is playing bass now. Yeah, so there you go. It, it, it's, all, it's all interconnected. I think Einstein wrote about this, and then he killed over. Yeah, and then, and then that was the point where all his theories got really popular, right? <laughs> it's only after you keel over. You have to die before you have a career in this business. Luckily, with my stand-up show, I die every night. <laughs> nice. Well, I mean, I I died laughing at it. So there you go. <laughs> at, le at least you got that. Um, 
this is a cool one. I mean, obviously super iconic, uh, you know, piano intro and everything. Um, and then builds to this really cool, like they just kind of jam during the outro and, uh, Roger Hodgson, uh, takes a really cool guitar solo in that outro, which me as a guitar player, I, I love that kind of stuff. Um, and you know, this band of course is very kind of keys based. It's based all around the piano and everything. So it's cool to hear a, a nice guitar solo at the end of a song there. I really like that part. Yeah, and a lot of people know this, but in a lot of the studio sessions, uh, Billy Joel actually sat in. Did he really? No, but <laughs> I am a good actor, and you believed that for a half a second. I did. I really did. Because <laughs> you mentioned piano. I went with piano. Yeah. <laughs> I can't yeah. explain how my gift works, but it works. <laughs> well, as long as it keeps working, right? Well, you know, it's interesting. I read a study today that 80% of Americans are dyslexic. Or is that 20%? <laughs> now, that's applicable, that's... right? Yeah. Yeah. Here, I've got one for you. Go ahead. How do you make a, how do you make a guitar player's car go faster? How's that? Take the pizza sign off the roof. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. See, what do, I, call, I got, what do you call an armadillo with leprosy? Oh, Adil I heard this one. Adillo. 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 That's pretty good. That's See, pretty I think good. what I try to do with my stand-up, and, uh, and I think it's also with the Super Tramp album, if you think about it, they make you think a lot. So I make you have to look up words and, and, and diagnosis of diseases and... and uh, during my jokes. So that's why there might be some pauses going on. Yeah. But I mean, that's, that's good stuff. I mean, so many people just cop out with kind of uh, I don't know, shock humor, gross out humor, which is all great. I love laughing at that stuff too, but it's nice to hear, like you said, some thinkable ones, you know, that's great too. Well, I, I always say I have jokes that bought me a dick jokes, bought me a house, poop jokes, help furnish it. And then I have the jokes <laughs> for the soul. <laughs> Jokes for the soul do not buy you any material things. It gives you spiritual uh, wealth. Yeah, it gives you good comedy karma, right? <laughs> well, you know, I, again, I, I just, like, I do a joke in my act where I say, uh, you know, I went shopping today at Forever 51. And they laugh at that. I said, I was going to gonna go to Banana Republic, but I think we live in one. Now, I don't know if you were taught civics. I was. Well, let me ask you, how old are you? Can I ask that? Yeah, sure. I'm, I'm 26. Now, were you taught math in your head? Math in my head? No, I had to show all my work out on the paper. Yeah, but could you do someone like, you know, if I said eight times eight, what is that? Uh, 64. There you go. That's math in your head. But the real millennials that weren't taught that, Whenever I do math in my head on the stage, they stare at me like I'm a wizard. <laughs> They're like, where's his iPhone? How did he do that? <laughs> Nine times seven is 63. My God, that's amazing. Because I say that, I actually went to the store and, and the bill came to uh, $7.50. I handed her a 10. She pulled out a calculator. Oh, no. Yes. 
That's, he that's out too a calculator. bad. Oh, man. You know, I worked a register for a long time, and I'm proud to say I never once had to pull out a calculator. I may have, uh, I may have given people a little too much change a couple times, but at least I never pulled out a calculator. That's because you were working with the customer to steal from the company you work for. That's right. Yeah, and this is a Marxist. Uh, and then this, you guys split it. it. It was a team effort. Yeah, this is a this is a Marxist uh, podcast. We're working to overthrow the capitalist overlords here. That's right. Yeah, why not? It's <laughs> Marxism. There is no corruption in communism. There's no one living at the top better than the people on the bottom. Oh, wait, there is. <laughs> yeah, and. What's funny, you, you know, know I, I actually, he's a fine man. You know, he, he has three houses <laughs> and uh, that's a really good uh, socialist, right? You should have three homes. Right. I mean, all, all those guys did, right? <laughs> well, the ones at the top do. Every political system has people at the top do not live by their own beliefs. Oh, of course not. No, I mean, capitalism you're... is as close as to living to your beliefs as possible. I want I want success for everybody. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Let's let's jump into the next one here. Song number four, the title track, "Breakfast in America." Um, another super cool one here. You know, soundscape wise, it kind of had this like almost New Orleans jazz, uh, excuse me, jazz feel to it. What what did you think of this one? Well, you know. The first time, and I'll be honest, the first time I heard this song, I was at Denny's, and I was sitting next to a trucker, and I think that says it all. That's perfect, man. I mean, what a, yeah, what a better way to all. hear this one. Yeah, that's Breakfast yeah. in America. That's and it. then, of course, I was pimping out this lounge lizard for him in the parking lot. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the... Uh, that's sorry, the... No, par- lot lizard. I'm sorry, lot lizard. Lounge yeah, lizard. the lot lizard. Yeah, yeah I was going to say... Lot I... Lizards. I apologize to all the truckers out there listening right now at the pilot. Yeah, they're uh, the the truck driver community is uh, eating their hat right now. I was gonna say, I think that uh, lot lizard part might be from uh, one of the verses they had to remove from the song, right? Yeah, I would I would agree with that. And you know, it's interesting. I I, I was at Denny's, and you know when I realized, you know when I realized people are running a scam on you, you know, begging you for money. Yeah. When they're in a wheelchair and you say, "I'll give you five bucks for the wheelchair," and they say yes. <laughs> that's usually indicator yeah and that to there's... me is breakfast in america there you go i like you know, it i, I, I think it's interesting i wonder if uh ronald reagan was inspired by breakfast in america to come out with morning in america <laughs> maybe i mean maybe he heard one of these songs on the radio and just took it maybe maybe my <laughs> grandfather worked at jpl i don't know <laughs> Byron, that's Byron. right. Uh, I'm doing that for your for your dad. That's how we that's how we say hi to one another in Texas. Byron and Velma, <laughs> your grandparents, baby. Okay, exactly, exactly. Uh, I was gonna say, Bob, end a sentence with the phrase "I don't know" is actually one of the buzzwords. Oh, it is. It it actually really is. Hey, have you ever had honeybee as a buzzword? Honeybee, no. It's a bee. Yeah. Am I too quick for you, John? (laughs) 
uh, I mean, the way the way the sound is coming across here, it looks like a lie detector test. And every time I say I'm a big fan of the podcast, the needle goes up real crazy. <laughs> well, it's uh, that means you're telling the truth, right? I've never used one of those machines. <laughs> no, I, I well only only when I had to do breakfast in America at Denny's. Well, hey, let's uh, let's jump on to the next one here. Uh, song number five, Oh Darling. Uh, what do you think of this one? You know, I'm not as familiar with Old Darlene. I, I, when I hear that term, I, I think of an episode of Andy Griffith Show. Yeah, which one? Well, they had the Darlene Brothers. They were hillbillies. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's it. And I, they sang what? a lot. It was musical, and they had the washboard and the fiddle. You got to have the fiddle if you're going to be a hillbilly. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, well, and according uh, I mean, to Ozark, hillbilly is good. Redneck, not so good. Really? Oh, I don't even know the difference. Well, you have to. That's because you you were raised in Orange County and you had a privileged life. Yeah, that's true. I've never uh, I've never run into any rednecks or hillbillies, except never. for maybe when I go into Huntington <laughs> Beach. Really? You haven't met any of your dad's friends? <laughs> Well, may, maybe some reformed hillbillies in that case. <laughs> well, I actually, I, I, I don't like either of those terms. I prefer white trash. That works. Hey, I've I got, got some white trash. Do, yeah. do, do poor white trash go to the movies just for the trailers? <laughs> Should the fiber one bar really be number two? <laughs> the fiber two bar. Yeah. You want to make more sense, don't you think? Yeah, I have these questions. Little... They're always like burning in my head. Like, uh, let me ask you this: Should the doors on a sperm bank say "pull and come again"? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just going to sneak some jokes in. You might want to use them for the for the cast. Do you call it the cast oh, yeah. now? Have you dropped pod? Is it is it become that hip? I'm just doing the cast today, man. Well, you know, I like that better because the the term is actually the shortened term is uh, is pod. People just say I'm doing the pod tonight. Oh, is is that it? Yeah. Well, it's that's why I still send facsimiles. Yeah, you don't do the facts. No, that's just I like to you know look like I'm educated. There that I go. didn't go to Mount San Antonio College. <laughs> did Did your dad ever tell you the time we visited him at UCLA and we all dressed up in army fatigue and we had toy M16s? And we were, no. stopping, we were stopping people on Hillguard Street, asking if they had any fruits or vegetables. <laughs> and then all of a sudden the cops came and we all scattered. Can you imagine today if you had toy guns like that? Oh, no. It would be, it a, it'd be like a coup. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> that, uh, it, my dad was telling me about I, I don't know if you were a part of this, too, or want to admit to being a part of it, but he said they would fill up an old fire extinguisher with water and go spray people with it. Yes, I, I did it once, and it was in Dave Vas <laughs> Vasquez's uh, dry cleaning van. You know Dave Vasquez, right? Yeah. 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 So he, we would, and I was in the back, and, and I didn't know really what they were going to do, and then they opened up the thing, and they sprayed this guy, and I saw the horror on his face, and I said, I don't want to be a part of this anymore. Hey, good for you. I mean, I I have some humility. I have some compassion. 
I don't understand practical jokes, John. What's so practical about putting super glue on your toilet seat? <laughs> nothing. <laughs> there you go. There's nothing practical. In fact, there's nothing practical about that. It sounds downright inconvenient. Well, there you go again. Is that one of the buzzwords? There you go. Uh, no. I wish I'd put it on there, though. Yeah, you should have. How about COVID? The COVID. No, no COVID on here. Minutes and I say things, and then you'd let me know if it's on the list or not. Sharpie. Nope, no Sharpie. Asper cream. Mm, no. How about this? I'll I'll bait you into one. Okay. Uh, uh, what kind of guitar did uh, Eddie Van Halen play? Uh, he played the Wolfgang Puck. That works. <laughs> Name a specific kind of guitar is uh, one of the buzzwords. Oh, it would be. It was actually a Zinder, isn't it? No, that's the that's the drummers. Yeah, yeah. He uh, he his was like a super modded out Fender Strat or a Charvel or so. I don't know, but I would have accepted red guitar or so. I mean. You know, oh, you would have? That's okay, good. why don't we yes. uh, cut all that out? Now, hey, red guitar. A red guitar. Name a specific wow. kind of guitar is one of the it. buzzwords. Isn't that weird? How about that? <laughs> it's like you didn't edit, so it looked like I'm smart. There you go. <laughs> all right, let's, uh, let's jump into the next one here. Uh, take the Long Way Home, another classic from this album um you know opens with this big kind of fade in big piano chord saxophone uh what do you think of this one well, i think it's a great song because it's actually a, a a title for the 405 south oh man oh how true is that home. yeah yeah there's no two ways about it the 405 you know i tell people that to this day i say there i still i still remember sitting on the 405 southbound somewhere about in West LA about midnight on a, on a Sunday night or something like that. Dead stop, dead yep. stop. Mm -hmm. and, and you know, it's even better is, uh, I'm not going to say it. Go ahead. What else you got for <laughs> I right. myself? Okay. Okay. That works. I, I, I appreciate it. <laughs> um, Next one, uh, Lord, Is It Mine? This is kind of a, a ballad one, you know, opens with the piano and he's kind of crooning over it. And then they bring in this organ and a nice sax solo. What, what do you think of uh, Lord, Is It Mine? Well, I always kind of think of uh, Unwed Mothers. Yeah. And, and, and the men that helped them <laughs> get there. Lord, Is It Mine? Yeah. <laughs> I see. Hey, that's that's not bad. I mean, I, these guys were rock stars. Maybe they had some experience with that. Well, of course they did. They were rock stars. <laughs> Especially well, back then. You don't have the benefits, you know? I'm, I'm yeah. right there with you. Uh, here's, here's another uh, guitar player joke that kind of relates. How many, how many guitar players does it take to change a light bulb? Um, I don't know how many. 100. One to actually do it, and ninety nine to say how they would have done it better. <laughs> they sound like the guys that come out to your house, like the electrician and the plumber, and they always yeah. say, "Who did that?" I mean, my God, that's a horrible job, really. <laughs> you know, yeah, the last guy like had no idea. You know, I like to say to him, "It was you." 
Now do it for free. There you go. There you go. Well, there's an old saying in the uh, auto mechanic world. Uh, we don't have time to do it right, but we'll have time to do it later. <laughs> yeah. So it seems right. like you have something to fall back on. Yeah, I've I've been kind of I've never done auto mechanic work per se, but I've I've been in and out of the automotive industry for a while now. So okay. <laughs> um, let's let's jump into the next one here. Casual conversation. Um, funny enough, uh, or no, next one is just another nervous wreck. Um, this one was cool. Uh, I put a little star next to this one too because I really enjoyed it. Uh, mainly because there's another guitar solo in it. That's why I liked it. What do you think about this one? Well, the, the guitar solo is great in this, but I heard that they were inspired after they saw Richard Lewis in concert. <laughs> yeah, I I could see that. <laughs> Probably not an uncommon thing in the world of these rock stars, right? Especially when you mix in all the drugs and stuff. <laughs> yeah, well, you know... I all this has been my experience with bands. They all want to be comedians, and all comedians want to be musicians. So no one's ever happy. Yeah, I think I think that's about right. You know, I uh, it's funny all these musician jokes that I know. It, it's what I would tell uh, up on the mic when my other band members were tuning. So I think there was there's definitely an element of truth to that. I think you're right. Well, the, the difference is a, a comedian is up there all by themselves. So if they're playing to like 10 people, they, you know, they still, they still have to bring the, you know, the goods. Whereas a band is playing to 10 people, they can actually entertain themselves, which they do. Oh yeah. Oh, that's true. That's very true. Yeah. And it's kind of uh, like, yeah, you can totally screw up and just hide behind the other guys a little bit. That's true. That's very true. Well, I'll give you an example. Right during the beginning of the COVID, Jamie Massad at the Laugh Factory was having comedians come on in the afternoon performing to nobody for their interweb show. And he paid us, which was nice. But uh, there was like four people there. It was the comic waiting to go on, the comic that was on, and uh, two guys running the camera. And I incorporated them into that show to a live you know, stream. That's awesome. Little did I know that this stream had an enlarged prostate, so it was a little weak. <laughs> By the way, have you heard have you heard these prostate commercials? Is your prostate driving you nuts? Well, sounds sounds like someone got kicked somewhere. <laughs> prostate nuts, yeah, a lot lot of problems down there, huh? <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, the biggest comment you're gonna get. From everyone who listens to this, they're gonna go, "Wow, he really didn't talk much about the album." But hey, you know, I like like I told you at the beginning, I I've had I've had a guest come on and tell me straight up that they only listened to a quarter of the album that they were reviewing, and it still wound up being one of the best episodes. And uh, well, here's the I, thing I a... that that guest actually the the album was Quarter Flash, which is ironic. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me. It actually reminds me. What are your What are your jokes in the in the, in uh, the dry bar bit where you had the the VHS? Yeah, here's the VHS uh, coping with divorce, and you take it out. It's just half the VHS. <laughs> Kids coping with divorce. <laughs> Kids coping. That's what it is. <laughs> I can't find that videotape anymore, and the cover is just like almost gone. 
that was a that was a pretty great bit, man. I like how hard it was to cut that in half. I can't even imagine. What did you I use like a bandsaw for my audience, John? And I, I don't think you're really exuding that to your listeners. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a yeah. There's a there's a whole section in Bob's uh, stand up here where he has all these various props and things he brings out. I mean, it was it was wonderful, and it's it's genuinely funny stuff. It's uh, I it's we mentioned it. It's the, I actually got all that stuff from thrift stores, so. And, uh, you know, I started out as a prop comedian when I when I first started doing this. In fact, I worked with Bruce Baum and a couple other of the prop comedians wrote for them. And uh, I even beat Carrot Top on Star Search with props. Really? Yeah. You beat the man himself. I beat the man himself, but he, he was young and he needed it. Yeah. You know, because tonight he's performing to 2,000 people in Las Vegas. And I'm on your podcast show. I showed him. <laughs> well, hey, Carrot Top's never been on this podcast. I'll make a commitment now. I'll never have him on. <laughs> well, you could, should have. He's a great guy. Very funny. I highly recommend his show. If you're at the Luxor in Las Vegas, go check it out. In fact, he shows the clip of me beating him on Star Search in the show. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah, that's a, that sounds like a pretty good one. Yeah. Is that is that clip? Can you find that on like YouTube and stuff too? Uh it might be out there somewhere. You know, the gong show I did in 1977's out there. It's actually the opening uh segment of my documentary. It kind of sets the stage for what it's all about. Yeah, that's awesome. I that's another one I'll have to check out. It's close but no cigar, right? Is the documentary. Yeah. And one of the it's first on Amazon. It's on Amazon and uh one of the first uh, TV, the first TV show Dave Chappelle ever did was an evening at the improv that I was on. And uh, years ago, I was hosting a show on Comcast and I interviewed him and he reminded me of it. And I said, I didn't know that was your first show. And he says, you know what else? You know who was in the audience? OJ and Nicole. Oh, wow. Yeah. In fact, so we found that online and there it is. But because I knew Bud Freeman would point him out and there was Nicole sitting next to him. Wow. I think it was like six months before what happened. So, again, I have an alibi. <laughs> and then years later, I end up booking Cato Kalin at a, in a show because, you know, he was famous. Yeah. Wow. That's uh, I mean, get... <laughs> quite the quite the history there i mean not just history with famous uh comedians and bands but uh other famous people too we'll just say that <laughs> it's brushes with fame i call it you know brushes with fame when i was a messenger i uh, delivered to michael kane the actor in bel-air and i had to go up this long curvy driveway to this house on a hill and he was out front uh, watering his lawn with a kmart sprinkler huh so down to earth he was watering his lawn he was michael kane you understand <laughs> yeah like but michael kane what's that in your pool alfie yeah he's he's in all the uh he's in what the batman movies now too that's that yeah, you know him, yeah at your age you know him as uh, alfred in the batman movies yeah so Big, I mean, big name, obviously. That's funny, man. Watering his own lawn. That's that's cool. That's cool, though. That's one of those cool little facts. It's like, oh, yeah, he's, he seems like a cool guy then. Nice. Well, hey, let's jump in here. We've got um, 
just two more left. Thank uh, you. Casual... You're giving me some hope now. <laughs> yeah, but the, the end is in sight. <laughs> uh, casual conversation. Uh, I said this one to go back to our old pal Steely Dan. This was the most Steely Dan sounding track to me with kind of the Wurlitzer and the uh, just the arrangement of it reminded me of that. Uh, what did you think of this one? Well, I think the the whole concept of casual conversation uh, is what your podcast is really all about. Exactly. That's exactly right. I, uh, it's, this is why you like it so much, especially you can say the word Wurlitzer, which I guess is not a buzzword. Well, name a specific type of piano is one of the buzzwords, but I said it first. Maybe okay, I'll take a drink do that. for that. Hang on. Player piano. <laughs> Player piano. There we go. That is one of the buzzwords, sir. So, yeah, like you were saying, that, that is half the fun of the podcast here. I feel like half of, the, half of the, the best content on here is when we just got off on some weird tangent and start talking about something random, and it's like we have these little epiphanies about life and stuff. It's, it's wonderful. I think that's half the fun here. Well, you know, you go in the moment, John. You can't plan everything. That's, you're a control freak. I get that. I am, and I, I, I try my best not to be. I try to push myself with this, but I, you get it. You know how it goes. <laughs> hey, it, you know, life you can't, not, is not perfect, so learn to deal with it, and then you move right on. Yeah. Words of wisdom right there. Words of wisdom. Well, so what's that last song we got going on? Yeah. Last song, Child of Vision. Uh super cool one. I, I put a star next to this one too. Um probably the kind of the most daring soundscape on there. Tons of synthesizers and and uh really cool kind of staccato piano outro with saxophone and stuff i mean just a really cool soundscape on this one uh to close the album what did you think of this one well and if you listen to it very closely child of vision you can hear a gazoo really no but <laughs> but the, this song was an inspiration for one of my uh my jokes in my act is i'm a visionary with glaucoma <laughs> i i like that one or, or you had one too what, what did you say the the uh uh the weatherman with glaucoma and he predicts partly cloudy <laughs> if the weatherman has cataracts or all their forecasts partly cloudy yeah that's what it was that was pretty good. that one you have to know what the symptoms of cataracts are yeah that's exactly right. That's uh, that's another one of those thinkable ones. That's pretty good. <laughs> Here's my favorite one is like when someone's heckling me, I go, hey, do you like to travel? And they said, yeah. I say, you know, I hear euthanasia is great this time of year. Euthanasia. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm a people person, John. I love people. And I truly believe without people, we wouldn't even be here. <laughs> I had a woman come up to me. She said, I have 15 cats. I said, wow, I have one. She said, what's it called? I said, normal. <laughs> anyway, I, I can't believe is it. Did we get through the whole album? That's it, man. That's all the songs. We made it. Well, hey, that was uh, that was awesome. Um, you know, if I if I may steal one more of your jokes, I I think you said like uh, I'll I'll appropriate it for me. I'm I'm only as good as my guest, and tonight I was excellent. <laughs> well, 
You know, it's, I heard I learned this uh, a while back from my attorney. There was a song, uh, a book actually of quotes, and in the book was Albert Einstein, Winston Churchill, General Patton, Martin Luther King. You go down the line, and in the book is one of my jokes. But they really? quoted me. And because when you quote someone, you can't get in trouble for plagiarism. That's Aww. something that President Biden never learned. But look, let me say this. This is interesting. The joke was, I had a cholesterol test and they found bacon. <laughs> Maybe more relative in the 90s. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's... Uh... Like now they have the keto diet where it's like you eat nothing but bacon. So, you know, it, it it's all better it all than just... the Kato Kalen diet diet where you uh, <laughs> you're out of work for so long you can't afford food. Yeah, <laughs> it is better than that diet. That's for sure. Hey, I've well, got... John, it's been I... a pleasure. And, and I, I hope you don't take this the wrong way. But when I listen to you speak, you sound like your father, but younger and vibrant. Well, I, I appreciate that. You know, I, every time I, uh, I get that from people, uh, I try to, I, I try to take it in the most positive way possible. So, <laughs> yeah. And, and it's good that you don't sound like Tom Fertel. <laughs> you know, Tom, I I've heard the name. I don't think okay. I've met him. There you go. John Buchanan. <laughs> oh yeah. I know John Buchanan. Tim Hayes. Oh yeah. I know Tim Hayes. Dave Miller. Oh, I I've met him once, I think. Ray Mueller. I don't know if I've met Ray. Definitely know the name. I've heard the name. I've never met him. Well, it's probably for the best. <laughs> yeah, those are the reformed hillbillies, right? I, I'm I'm saying their names, so now you're going to have nine new listeners. That's right. We'll have to shoot the pot out to them and say, "Hey, you got a shout out at the end." That's right. Well, thank you a lot, man. I appreciate it. Folks can follow me on Twitter at Bob Zaney and Zaney Bob on the Instagram. Yes, sir. Everybody go check him out. Check out uh, Close But No Cigar on Amazon. Check out uh, his dry bar set on YouTube. It's all hilarious. Um, Bob, it's been a pleasure, sir. Thank you so much for joining us. Back at you, John. You're the best, baby. <laughs> Finding Records production. 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 production.